0: I figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's, let's do a podcast.
1: Hello? Really, we
2: should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. It's
1: fun. Let's do it. Luffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Luffy. Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Give me, give me, give me my after midnight. <laughs> and now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. I love-
2: Whole stick of butter. This is episode one. Whippy, it's been a clip clip. No way. I think it's gonna be terrible. Mickey Boom Boom down. Cliff, this is your uncle
1: Clip Clip. Here is the host of Birthday Boy Podcasts. Terrible. The one and the only Menager
2: 12.
1: Jatty Boy. That's the other.
0: Positivity is for fucking assholes.
2: My little baby boy.
1: Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey Leo. Let me. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating a uh, Toggling his balls. <sighs> Just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet.
0: Grown-ass adults.
1: Cargo your ball.
0: Wearing sports jerseys. Cargoing
1: your ball. The road rash book. Fifty
2: shades of gray. Black. Climby.
1: Hot and China. biggest one yet. Tremendous
2: talent. Oh my God. I got a little getting even to do. It's going to be outrageous.
0: Kindness matters. Your grandmother. La balena blanca bastante. The breakdown El the rich flow. The capable whitefish.
2: Flippy baseball.
0: The whitefish is
2: seamen! The fish is semen. Wheat
1: Thin. Fern Pistains. My
2: little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy,
1: baby boy. Daub, New Hampshire. Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, and of course, Womack style. Anus Von Sweets. That sure tastes delicious in my mouth yeah you got y'all got rat tat twilly bible clip everybody down your balls we got Migs at 3 o'clock the oatmeal tasting booth get to your foxholes goddammit! it gargling your balls
2: hello 60s my old
1: friend gargle your balls <laughs> baby butter boy. Uh.
0: I'm better than a lot of people
1: The biggest
0: and the best And I just want to point that out You
1: goddamn butter boy son of a bitch
0: Cliff, this is Cliff 9000 I can't even get out of
2: front of you son of a bitch Wouldn't you like an oatmeal tape?
1: Your grandmother just told me the good news oh, Look up, look down, freak out,
0: freak out, yeah Helmet mayonnaise ever came up with Fry-Yay? The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air! I hate you. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy. Hashtag blessed. Buggle, you fall.
1: I call it the Butter Boy Express. Womack style. Ching Ching money. Let me, yeah. you. My so-called friends. For the Womack family, holiday spectacular. Happy to pop in and say
2: hi. And now, here's the birthday boy! <laughs> oh, fuck! goddammit!
0: Oh, yes! Ah, oh, yes. Mmm, episode 57 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. I'm already taking a sip of water. Because that's what we do here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. How are you? You alright? You good? Huh? Feeling, feeling good, feeling nice, fresh, fresh Friday here, on July 31st, the final day of July, worst month of the year, because it's so goddamn hot, I don't like that, I, I don't like that, okay, I just don't. Too hot. Bork's gone. Grouse gone. Evidently, there was a Princess PJ sighting. I wasn't there for that, but she's around somewhere, so. And then new people. Oh, I saw these new people who now occupy Bork and Grouse' previous residence. God, schlepping all that furniture. Just this husband and wife. <laughs> giant dressers and chests tables bullshit up up three flights of stairs i do i do not envy them but let's be honest i i have never had to do that i've made it so that i do not have to do things like that and i've moved quite a few times and i don't i've never and i've had to I've lived on the third floor and I've never had to schlep any of that shit. I watched these guys. You know, one time, oh, yeah, it was when we moved to North Carolina. And it was in the middle of July. And it was hotter than it was in Florida. We moved from Florida to North Carolina. It's the only time I ever actually had to pay out of my own pocket to move somewhere. Which is which is good. That's also, that's also why I've never had to schlep any of my own shit in and out of a house, upstairs, downstairs, into a truck, out of a truck. You know, a little bit here and there I've had to do. Uh, but for the most, you know, there's there's oftentimes been my own, you know, moving truck that I've had to drive. And I one time I had to maneuver backwards in a horseshoe around this entire parking lot because I drove to the back thinking there would be spots and there was nothing. And it was also too narrow to turn around. So I had the, you know, the full-size budget truck or U-Haul, whatever I had, and had to just using the mirrors, just had to maneuver. There's motorcycles everywhere. There's kids. There's cars. It was... I wish I had like a, a like a drone footage. It was actually brilliant. I didn't. I, I did such a masterful job of just using my mirrors and backing out in a horseshoe shape of a completely full parking lot at the Element Hotel in uh, I don't know Winchester, Virginia, just backing all the way around because there was no other option. No, I couldn't do a three point. Couldn't do a UE of any kind. There were if there were no cars, it would have been a piece of cake. Do a three-point turn, and get out of there. But it was it was packed. It was right around dinner time. It was time for everybody to, to eat dinner and get to the hotel and go to bed. Anyway, who cares about that? It was masterful. I, it was really good. It was one of the one of the few times in my entire life that I actually did something that I was proud of. It doesn't happen often. I'm, there's not much that I've done. Uh, you know, personally, like me, that I'm directly responsible for doing. That was one of the few, like, things ever in my life that I did where I I got to the end of it, and I'm like, "That that was one of my great achievements in life. And nobody was here to see me do it. Not a single family member or friend. You know, I could be making it up for all anybody cares. And I'm not. I would never joke about excellent driving or parking and maneuvering. But I did it. It was really good. It was really good, man. I just, God, I wish I had a tape of it or something. Okay. Here's the situation. Uh, so, so, oh yeah. So, so, and that that was moving from North Carolina up to up to New England. But the move from Florida to North Carolina, we had these guys carrying every goddamn piece of furniture that we had, and we rented a we rented a budget truck. For that move too, but I always, I just, I mean, please, I hire move. You hire movers. Why do you do that yourself and break your back carrying your own shit? Just get get some movers for a few hours. It's not that expensive. They do all the stuff. You tell them where you put everything. They do it for you. You know, you can take a nap on the couch while they carry it up the stairs while they're carrying it. So, uh, this one guy. God, one time we had this, and they, they had to carry everything, middle of July, it's North Carolina, it's so fucking hot, it made me want to go back to Florida, because it was cooler in Florida, it was so hot, there's no wind, there's no breeze, it's just stale, disgusting, humid air, the air is sweating, everybody's sweating, it's the worst, it's the worst, and these guys, we hired these guys, and one was kind of like a young guy, there's always like the young guy and the old guy, and there's usually like a third guy, and it's always the old guy who's just breaking his fucking ass doing everything and the young guy is kind of a lazy prick and then there's like the supervisor guy who's you know he's not old he's he's in the middle and he does absolutely nothing he literally does nothing he supervises like a fucking waste of space and it's always the old guy and I feel so bad it's these old timers who just you know they've got that (laughs) they've got that like old timey work ethic thing, I guess. I don't know. That's not to say that I mean that's a stupid thing because young people you see young people these days and they have you know, the ones that I see and I work with I work with many. Uh they they bust their asses. But when it comes to moving people that I've had that I've had to hire, the young guy is just useless and the old guy he's the old pro and he doesn't and this one guy in North Carolina, he's schlepping everything up and down the stairs and he he looks. And I'm not even joking, not exaggerating. He looks like he's ready to drop dead. And I keep at. I'm like, you okay? You know, make sure keep you always keep these guys hydrated. You bring out waters. You give them. You know, order a pizza. If they, you know, what if they want to have lunch? Get them food. Get them drink. Get them snacks. Anything that they want. You make sure that they're 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 accommodated because you're doing this. You know, they're being paid pretty well, but still, I <laughs> wouldn't be enough for me. Uh, you know, you tip them well. You really make it worth their while, but. This one guy just—he looked like he was—he was going to drop dead. I'm not even joking. And I asked him like, "Are you okay? Like, are you seriously? Are you, are you good to do this? Like, I, I really—I don't—I don't want to endanger you. <laughs> I mean, it's your choice. Obviously, it's—it's it's not gonna be my fucking fault if you drop dead. Uh, and he was like, "No, no. He's like, I'm good. I'm good. I just." You know, ever since the heart attack, you know, I just, I get, I get winded a little bit faster. The dude was like 50 something years old. He wasn't that old, but he was the old timer of the group and he was the workhorse of the group too. He's just moving and shaking and sweating and fucking, oh, he, he's probably dead now. I just, the way that he was going, the pace that he was going, this was eight years ago, you know, he would now be in his early 60s. And uh, I'm just asking this guy, like, dude, are you, you need, you need something, you need water, you need like uh, an IV? drip or something uh no 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 uh, i'm good i'm good like re- are you sure because you don't look you don't look great no no no. Uh, i had a heart attack last summer uh you know i was in the hospital for a while but i'm good now i'm good now i just you know i just gotta stop every once in a while and take some water I'm like you had a heart attack when he's like yeah last summer he's like i it was during a move <laughs> i had a heart attack i had to spend a month in the hospital <laughs> something like that i don't know uh, yeah, and I, and then, and then I had a, and then he was listening, like, he had a stroke or something, I had I had a stroke too, I got out of the hospital, and then a month later, uh, I had a stroke, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, when, oh, yeah, it was, I was, I got back to work, and, uh, yeah, I just, something, uh, you know, my left side was just, you know, it was a weird, I was having a hard time lifting things, <laughs> so I had a stroke, I'm like, so you, uh, let me get this straight here, you're, uh, you're a mover, and you're moving, moving furniture, and uh, in the last year you've had a heart attack and a stroke, and now you're you're out here in the middle of July doing this, doing this moving thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, gotta, and, it, and it's just so fucking sad. Like, yeah, gotta pay the bills. Like, pff, yeah, I know, but if you die, then nobody pays the bills. So, like, I, I don't know. But what can, I, I, I don't know. People are, it's the way it is, man. That's the American dream. Just fucking work yourself to death and hope to get, like, a tiny piece of the pie. That's the American dream. It really is. It's such fucking
1: bullshit. Well, oh, I can be a billionaire too if I put my mind to it and pick myself up by my bootstraps. <laughs> no, you can't.
0: You absolutely cannot. You, you cannot. You have a very slim chance of being a thousandaire. <laughs> the way things are set up. Are you crazy? Oh, man. I don't know what that has to do with anything. It's July, I guess. Is that why? I guess it's the eight year. It's the eight year anniversary. Introver- Man, this is when stuff happens. It's ten years ago we moved from New York to Florida. August of two thousand ten. That's when we moved. Seventeenth August sixteenth. I don't know. It was the day after SummerSlam. That's all I remember. Then July sixteenth or seventeenth or something like that. Of 2012 was when we moved from Florida to North Carolina. I'd never been so excited to, to leave a place. Oh, I remember, I remember sitting up in that moving truck, and everybody else is in the car driving behind me. And we're seeing these kids like playing basketball in the neighborhood. And they, you know, I waved to them, they waved. And I was like, adios, suckers. <laughs> Uh, It was so nice to leave there. We never went, well, we went back one time to uh, Ponte Vedra Beach for a little little weekend excursion at this really nice place, at the TPC Sawgrass, whatever that place is called. That's a nice place. And we got the place for like 75 bucks or some crazy thing, because it was November. Anyway, and that was it. 2013 was the last time. Uh, no interest in going back ever. We will. We'll go to, we'll take the kids to Disney World at some point. But, you know, that's, that's about it. There's nothing for me there. There's no, I have no interest. I have no interest in going. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. If I didn't have friends and family in, uh, in Charlotte, that would be the same. It would be the same thing. There's absolutely zero purpose. I have, I have many good friends that I made while I worked in Charlotte who I, I like to try and see when I go down. Of course, Cliff is one of them, and he always find he always seems to be doing something else. Whether it's Christmas, whether it's summer, April, you know, it's not like I get it. The Christmas, okay, they have the Womack family holiday spectacular on Hilton Head Island every year, so chances are we go down at Christmas time. We're not going to see Cliffy. I get that, and, you know. And I've gotten together with Jody. We've gone down and seen Jody not as often as I'd like, but we've gotten together a few times. And that's good, Cliff. Zero times, zero times. I'd like say, hey, Cliff, what are you doing? Oh, I got I got something to do. I got to go somewhere. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. And uh, and then i and then i Last year we we had like this impromptu. We went down in April So I thought, hey, the weather's still kind of nice down there. It's not super hot yet. You know, it'll, it'll be a little warmer than here. It'll be nice. Be there for Easter, and it was great. The weather was gorgeous. It was. Oh, Great crisp cool nights, warm days, fantastic, spectacular, and uh, yeah. So hey, Cliffy, you want to get together? Maybe we can get together because I'll be here because it's April. It's not Christmas. I know you're not having the uh, you know the April spectacular on Hilton Head Island, are you,
1: Cliffy boy? And uh, he's said, "Oh well, I got some, uh, I got some things, I got things to do." Okay.
0: Then one time we went in August. I'm like, well, it's neither Easter nor Christmas. It's really not anything. Cliffy, what are you doing? Yeah, you get to get Jody's. Guy, you know, we're gonna get together, and uh, you you wanna you wanna get together and
1: do something. Oh, don't you? Wish I got? To, you know, we got some stuff. I got things. Okay,
0: I get it. I get it, Cliff. I get it. One of these days, though, yeah. So really, if it weren't for my, you know, my fan my immediate family's there, and Cliff's there, and Jody, and 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 some other friends. And uh, you know, if it weren't for the fact that they're in that area, and I like to see them, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go south of like, yeah, New York City. That would be the that's that's the deep South for me. That's about it. Long Island. <laughs> that's the deep, deep South. <laughs> Anything else past that, that's that's the Mason Dixon line, as far as I'm concerned. I guess New Jersey, you know, little bits of Pennsylvania, but once you get into for my money, once you're into Delaware, once you're in Maryland, certainly Virginia, West Virginia, any of those places, that's it. It's the South. That's the South. Washington, DC, that's the South. That's all the South. Everything else, you know. New York, New England. That's that's enough for me. <laughs> Everything else is the South. Ah, uh, so yeah, but I remember that day. God damn, we left Florida. It was so nice. And then we went to we went to Charlotte. That was that was good. It was a good time. Good 3 years in Charlotte. It's a lovely area. It's a great place. Families and all that stuff. Good, you know, lots of jobs. Good good little spot. You know, not much of a downtown really at all. Uh it's, you know, it's office buildings and a few restaurants. And that's about it. That's about it you know there's the arena so if there's a basketball game then I guess there's something to do or a football game the stadium's right downtown fine the baseball park cool and that's that's you know going on the it you know, would take the kids there on the weekends and we would just we just wander around and there's just tumbleweeds it's just it really is there's just nothing happening once in a while you know in August you get the pride festival parade and all that you know a couple other things yeah yeah but i'm looking i'm watching uh I'm watching Wankum. Wankum's weather. <laughs> how does he not? How does he not capitalize on that name? Hey, it's Wankum's wacky weather with me. It's your old buddy Wankum, Wankum. Hey, he's, look at that city. Now oh, that's a city right there. That's a beautiful city. Boston, baby. Uh, so we, we've moved a lot of places. I'm watching these these people out here replacing Bork and Growl. Nobody can replace Bork and Growl. They're schlepping shit up and down the stairs. Who knows, I think I had like a Colorado license plate, so that's pretty significant. Uh, you know, great. I Man, carrying all that heavy shit and sweat drenching and, uh, you know, there I am with a bag of chips just watching them from the
1: window. Hey, hey, you guys, uh, y- you guys moving in? <laughs> that sure looks heavy, that bookshelf. Well, okay, I'm going to go back to my chips now. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, I've got
0: three. I've got three NBA games on right now. You got the Magic and the Nets, Suns Wizards. Uh, what's the other one that I'm watching? Oh, Memphis and Portland. NBA's back. That's exciting. It is nice. I like the presentation too. You had Lakers Clippers last night. Good game. I like that they have they have fans in the audience in the sense that it's just giant video screens with people watching on Zoom or Skype. I don't know. And so there's like movement, you know, baseball has like the cardboard cutouts, which is it's better than just seeing empty seats. Uh, But it's just weird. It's just just these still cutouts of people. So like you turn on the NBA game and it's like, you know, you got by the way, you've got the team and the personnel coaches and staff that you can see on the on the opposite side of the camera. So that's cool. But then you've you've got a video wall with actual people watching remotely from God knows where. So it's like, all right, and the presentation really, it's like, hey, this, that looks like the NBA. That's good. This is good. I, this I like. This I can do. And it's in the bubble, so it's uh, it's about as safe as you can get, so that's nice. Anyways, I digress. So I've got three NBA basketball games. I've got Wancom's Wacky Weather on one TV, and then I've got the PGA Golf, the FedEx uh, St. Jude Championship on the other TV. It's an exciting day for sports. Uh, the fact that all the the fact that sports are even on is just exciting. It's very exciting, very exciting for me. Uh, so yeah, so watching these jerks uh, schlepping all their shit and thinking about all the time, you know, moving and <laughs> watching movers that I hired, just dying of sweat, just dying, and I'm just kind of standing there. Yeah, probably also eating chips and thinking, ah, I'm I'm so much happier that I have to just run to the ATM and of course nowadays it would just I would just Venmo the money. It would be that easy. But back in the old days, back in the, back in the 2010s, you'd have to, you know, get some cash, get some cash. And uh, I'm so much happier to just, you know, hand these guys a $100 bill as opposed to even lift a finger. Other than, you know, to get the Cheetos dust off of it or something and then dig back in for more chips. Uh, so we've, yeah, 10 years ago, 10 years, August of 2010, left New York. Moved to Florida. July of 2012, left Florida, moved to North Carolina. August of 2015, left North Carolina, headed to southern New Hampshire, taking a job in Boston. And it's it's really funny because that's been, I mean, you know, you know, people come up to me all the time, you know, on the street, and they say, "Hey, uh, you're the birthday boy." Yeah, yeah, that's me. Like, how come you? How can you move so much? You've moved. So, people ask all the time. They come up to me, and they, you know, I'm at a restaurant, and they just say, "Hey, you're the birthday boy. You've moved all over the place. You've, you know, in New York and Florida, and all these." And I said, "Well, it's pretty simple, jackass. It's because I, uh, yes, I am the birthday boy." Uh, but before I was the birthday boy, I was, uh, you know, just a guy working, which is also actually what I still am. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, Hey, uh, why you, why you move so much? Well, what's the deal? People come up to me and they ask us on the street uh, and I say, well, yeah, I mean, look, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. It's pretty simple. I got, I got kids. I got kids. And, uh, I wanted the, wanted the wife to be able to be home and raise the kids and be with the kids instead of some fucking shitty daycare or some fucking, you know, somebody, uh, you know, and moving someplace and having some stranger.
1: So, uh, so I said,
0: hey, let's do something where the wife gets to stay home with the kids, uh, because that's nice, because you can always go back to work, but you can only raise your children once. They're only little kids once. And that's the motivation for anything that I've ever done in the last 10 years is for my kids. That's it, that's it. Simple, it's very simple. I didn't enjoy living in Florida, but I did it so that the kids would have their mother with them. I didn't really, you know, North Carolina wasn't my favorite either. I had a really good job that I liked, but I wasn't a big, huge fan of living there. I'm not a big, not a big South kind of guy. It's not the, it's not my region of choice. Neither is Florida uh but we did it because like hey this is an opportunity to keep me keep working making a better living more income wife stays home with small children who are not school aged yet and uh, and then eventually you know eventually they'll they'll get older and they'll go on and they'll do their thing and they'll live their life and uh and uh, there's always time to make money and have a job and all that stuff for my wife and and for me, like now it's my time to just have a job and make money so that wife stay home with kid, have other kid, wife now home with two kid, and that's been that's been the motivation for anything. That's it. That's why we moved to Florida for that. We was in North Carolina and then we moved up here because it was like, oh man, I can't turn this one down. Uh, now you can definitely stay home with the kids for as long as you want, and uh, you know it's all good, and that's it. That's it. So when some fucker uh, suggests to me on social media, as they did this week, I said, "I gotta." This is this is this is the podcast. This this one story is pretty much the podcast. Uh, it's really something. It's really something. And this is you know this is how many times you've heard this or been a part of this where you've got like so-called friend, so-called family member uh that you kind of in the last few years have found out is like okay, you're not yeah, not so great, you're not I don't believe in things that you believe in. And of course having a difference of opinion is, uh, is what makes some world go round, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's you know, it's fine. You agree on some things, you disagree on other things, who gives a shit? At the end of the day, if you can sit and have a good laugh, that's great. Yeah, yeah but if you kind of, like, you know, have sort of kind of passive, sort of racistish sort of views on things, eh, nah, it's not so great. Uh, yeah, so there was, there was a post. <laughs> there was a post last week. Uh that a mutual friend had shared and uh you know uh, hey if you're offended by BLM but not ALM there's a there's a problem and and then this one person who's a yeah relative in-law said I'm offended by both and I just kind of I didn't respond I didn't tag her didn't respond to her I just made a general statement And look, the Birthday Boy podcast, you know, I like to just keep it light and fluffy, but, you know, fuck it. Not today. Uh, So I said, well, if you... I said, well, because racists. If you, at this point in time, don't understand why ALM is racist, you're an idiot who can't be bothered to do a 10-second Google search and understand why that's a stupid fucking statement. And yet... The whole All Lives Matter thing, that's true. It's absolutely true. The problem is, all lives don't matter, you dumb fuck. And that's why Black Lives Matter is a whole movement. Because you here's how you know. Open your eyes and look at anything, and that's how you know. Okay. So I said, listen, uh, the All Lives Matter thing is, uh, I get it. But if you're going resp- to use that as a response to Black Lives Matter, you're being an asshole. And if you don't understand why then you're being a double asshole because you couldn't be bothered to look. And let's be honest, you know exactly what it means, so you're just being a racist turd. So I just made the comment, I said, eh, because racists. People at this point know what ALM means and why that's an inappropriate response to BLM. And so if you're going to keep saying ALM in response to things, you're just you're just stoking the fires of racism. <laughs> Full. mean, <laughs> please, who are we kidding? All lives matter. Yeah, no shit, jackass. That's the whole point. That's why black lives matter is a thing, because all lives clearly don't matter. When your response to that is white power, yeah, there's a, there's a fucking problem. Uh, you know, so I I just made that statement. I said, you know, it's, it's a racist response. It just is. Sorry. Uh, and, and this particular individual is a retired... Uh, law enforcement officer, and responded with, "How many law enforcement officers have been killed during these riots over the last three months?" And I responded with the factual number, which is zero. Now there was a gentleman named David Dorn who was killed in a in a in a you know uh, he was retired. Uh, was it St. Louis police chief, I think? And he would he would sometimes, you know, he had a buddy who had a pawn shop and he would provide security. And this poor bastard was killed during, uh, yeah, during looting. He was shot. it's it's awful. He seemed like a great guy. seemed like just, oh, it's just it's heartbreaking and it's tragic. Uh, it's just awful. I said if you if you want to count retired police, then then I guess that brings the total to one uh you know otherwise there have been 25 police officers killed in the year 2000 uh 2020 uh six of which have been since may 25th and none of them were related to riots or protests again unless you want to count david dorn <clears throat> excuse me Am i getting the name right I, yeah it's david dorn right david dorn yeah um yeah, police captain, police captain. So, anyways, uh, so I just, you know, I said so. You know, statistically, the answer is zero, uh, as opposed to, as opposed to people of color who have been actually actually murdered by police officers uh, when they're committing such heinous crimes as sleeping in their bed, or sitting on the couch, or <laughs> eating ice cream, or wearing a hoodie. God forbid, after coming back from getting iced tea or playing with a toy gun in their backyard or front yard or whatever it is. And I you know, I listed a few. I said, you know, I'll see your zero and raise you this over the last, you know, just couple of months, couple of years. Uh, and, and then the original poster took the post down because I don't think she wanted any controversy to continue, <laughs> which I was kind of bummed about. Whatever, that's fine. And so we went off on a nice Sunday drive up into the mountains, and that was the end of that. And then on, uh, oh, geez, oh, geez, Louise, I don't know, maybe it was Tuesday, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, the person, the retired former law, officer of the law, posted, uh, posted, posted, on what day was this let me see it was tuesday it was tuesday night there i am by the way i threw my back out on sunday so i've i've spent the first half of the week it's getting a little better i'm going to try to keep this podcast i'm already 30 minutes cuz i just i just ramble i just i just don't know when to stop i don't want to shut up Oh, there's Wankum. He's looking at Florida. Oh, because of the hurricane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... Uh, it, it threw me off for a second. All this talk about Florida. I forgot where I live and I thought, hey, did this... Hey, did this Wankum move to Florida? Now he's now I live here and so does... Oh, yeah, no. We're still... Okay. He's still talking Boston, but this hurricane's coming for Florida. It doesn't look too crazy. Anyway, uh, where was so, it? Sunday. Sunday! Uh, I threw my back out. How did I throw my back out? Oh, well, it's, it's simple. Uh, I was... Get, I was getting up from the toilet and I went to pull up my shorts and, uh, and then I just toppled over in pain and, uh, and I was basically lying on all fours, uh, with my, with my pants down and my, my ass sticking up in the air in the bathroom for about 20 minutes going, ow, ow, I can't get up, I can't move, I'm 40, I'm an old man. But it happens. I have, and this is why I don't move furniture and things. You know, uh, I wear I wear a weight belt if I do. Um, but I, you know, this is this is this is going back to childhood that I've had like back issues, and uh, you know, a couple times a year, eh, the back goes out. It's usually the lower back. Sometimes it's the upper back. A couple times a year, it goes out. It's a good three or four days of just really intense pain and great difficulty walking, especially in the old days where I'd sit on the horribly uncomfortable train seats into Boston, and then I would have my backpack filled with my my work laptop and my lunch and uh, my shoes because I would you know I would change into my dress shoes, I'd wear comfortable walking shoes so I could traverse the streets of Boston and and the disgusting uh, you know the tea if there was, you know, snow and dirt and piss and whatever else. Not a lot of piss. Boston's not really a much of a piss town it, like New York is. I mean, New York, you know, you go in the summer and it's just, you know, it's garbage and urine and heat. And uh, and Boston you go and uh, I'll tell you when we go on these bike rides and I pull my mask down and just the smell of the the sea and the salt and food cook it's Boston has such a great smell. And even the subway, it's not, you know, the tea, the subways aren't, like, a great smell, but it's a, it's a smell that I've come to really love because it's just, and it doesn't smell like, you know, piss and shit and all that stuff. But anyway, uh, so especially, you know, my back as I'm, you know, carrying all this stuff into work, laptops and things, and it's not like, you know, parking in a corporate office park where I can just get out of my car and walk a few feet and I'm in, in the door and I'm at my desk. It's like, oh yeah, I still have, like, quite a bit of walking and, You know, probably not going to get a seat on the subway, so I'm probably going to be standing with my backpack and all the, you know, so those kind of things. A couple times a year, the back goes out. A couple days, two, three, four days, a week at the most of just really discomfort and pain, and then it just, boom, it's just gone, gone. And and right now I'm I'm in a good good spot. It's the back thing is gone. I threw it out, threw the back out Sunday afternoon, and then we went for a long. Then we went for a two-hour drive up north to the mountains, uh, where the kids played in a in a river. Beautiful river, and I, I just leaned against giant boulders and rocks, trying not to slip on on the on the rocks in the water and, and break my back even more. So so anyway, so Tuesday night, you know, Monday and Tuesday were very, very painful. And Wednesday was pretty painful too. And then Thursday, yesterday I was like, yeah, it's not so bad. And today's been been okay. I can, you know. I I can get up and just, like, walk normally instead of, uh, what did did Kimmy say? I look, my body looks like a kidney bean because I'm so, you know, to me it looks like a question mark, kidney bean, whatever you want to call it. It's just so unnatural the way, and I walk, like, bow-legged, and I, you know, I just hobble. And, and everything, and then sometimes I'll just, you know, open the fridge and just double over, and I'm on the floor. That's really fun. It's great. And I ice it, and I do heat, and I do ice, and everything, and, you know, I take pain relief, and that's fine. But it's really just, I just have to wait. I wait a couple days, it's gone. Fine. Great. Two or three times a year. Okay. Since, since forever. Since I'm, like, 11 years old, (laughs) quite honestly. Um... I think most of those are stress related. This one was a particular like, oh, uh, I had done something the week before that was not normal movement. No, uh, whatever. Who cares? So, so my back's killing me. So Tuesday night, I'm resting. I'm finishing up season three, the final season of Dark. Uh, the first two seasons are great. Third season, eh, eh but a good ending. Good ending. Uh, so I'm, I'm I've got 20 minutes, and I'm just lying in bed. I finished up work. I had a little dinner. I'm in a lot of pain, and I'm just lying in bed got some sports on and I'm watching dark on my phone and then all of a sudden I see that uh, that I get tagged I get tagged in a post from a certain retired <laughs> New York State law enforcement officer I said oh god damn it what what is happening now so I get tagged in a post post that says it, it shares an article from the uh, from the entirely reliable, uh, (laughs) fair and balanced, fair and balanced news source that is blue lives matter, you know, cause you're born blue, right? Like people are born blue anyway. Uh, I get tagged, I get tagged in this post says peaceful protesters, my ass, I give the Seattle police chief credit for protecting her people and warning the citizens of Seattle of what to expect. Keep giving in to these clowns, and they will just demand more. And then this is where I get tagged. John B. Hopkins, this is what I was talking about. Also, look up the the assault on Chicago police. And I'm like, The sensible side of me says, ignore it. Don't say anything. Don't take the bait don't do anything because you know that's the other thing too. that's like the true coward's way is to tag you on something in their own on their own Facebook wall where all their like-minded friends can see your response and just pounce. And I thought this I, I, I'm just I'm so peaceful right now. It's a beautiful sunset. I'm watching the beautiful sun, the last little bits of daylight coming through the window as the sun goes down I'm watching you know I'm watching my show I'm just comfortable. Air conditioning's blasting. This is great. I'm having a nice little Tuesday night right now. I feel good about myself. And now I see this and I'm like, what do I do? What am I going to do? And, uh, you know, a, a smart person would just completely ignore it and move on with their lives. I think we know from 14 months worth of this podcast that I am not a smart person. So. I responded. Let me take a swig of water and tell you how I responded. I took, and by the way, I had to take. Uh, I had to take much like the sounding board theater. <clears throat> I had to take screenshots because I knew, I knew these things would be deleted. Not by me, uh, but I knew they would be deleted. Uh, so yeah, she tagged me. This is what I was talking about. Look up the assault on Chicago police. I'm like, okay. Um, I said, so the answer from yesterday is still zero. Zero police have died from the protests. One, if you count retired police chief captain David Dorn, who was tragically killed by a looter, not a protester. Still zero if you count active duty cops. Compared to the 598 killed by the police in the last year alone, which actually not even in the last year, just this year, just 2020. And I get it, like, a lot of those probably, let's be honest, this isn't just 598 people having a picnic and they get shot by the police. But we know of a few who were just lying in bed, sleeping, and then boom, they're gone. Eating an ice cream cone on the couch, watching TV, gone. Playing with, uh, whatever, toy pistol, gone. Coming back from the store, got some iced tea, gone. And the problem is, look, be upset about riots and looting because that's, you know, that's not the way, that's not the way, right? I, you know, I don't like that. I don't like that shit, throwing, you know, light and stuff on fire, whatever you're doing, which is not a really big part of these protests, but I get it. Nobody's really, like, a huge fan of that, I guess, I don't know. But the thing that bothers me more is when actual humans die. Oh, no, they blew up Starbucks. Well, that sucks, but they can rebuild Starbucks. Did anybody die? No. Oh, so it's not as bad as the other thing. Even though it's the only thing you actually complain about is when this happens. And, oh, oh, and you use terms like thugs and animals. Gotcha. I see you. I see you, Nancy. Her name's Nancy. What am I doing? It's, you know, who cares? It's just going to be easier if I say Nancy. (laughs) Fucking Nancy. (laughs) Uh, and by the way, Nancy is somebody that I always, you know, always really got along with for the 20 some odd years that I've known her. Uh, you know, had a lot of fun. Uh, didn't see each other often, but, you know, it was always a good time. Fun to hang. You know, really, really good with the kids and stuff. You know, just just lots of, lots of fun times. Um, but yeah, I mean, sorry. It's, you know, a, a lot of the posts are... I'm outraged they're changing the syrup bottle that I love. I'm outraged that they they smashed the windows in Target. And then when it comes to the other side of that, silence. And that's the problem I have. Because you should be able to say, you know what? This this rioting and uh, and and that kind of violence is it's wrong and it's bullshit. And you should be able to stop and say, but you know also, you know, there's some fucking there's some fucking assholes out there in uniform who are really should not be at this job and should also, by the way, be in fucking jail forever. If you can't say that, and then but then you can say, "Oh, the syrup bottle, the syrup bottle,
2: the syrup bottle, and the Target—they blew up, they stole things, TVs from Target. That's the worst thing I've ever seen. Those thugs and animals."
0: And you can't say a goddamn thing, you know, because you're like, well, whatever. I, why? You just it's it's you're a hypocrite. Uh, <clears throat> because you're you're more bothered by uh, buildings and, <laughs> and inanimate objects being destroyed in response to actual humans dying uh, than you are about the violence that ensues as a result of the buildings being destroyed. So people are killed by police. And then as a result, some buildings get smashed. And then as a result of that, more police come and beat the shit out of these people. And so there's there's a lot of like people being beaten and killed and abused. And then in the middle of that is just you saying, well, they blew up the target. Which, nobody blew up target. They, you know, they smashed the target. That's the worst. Which, yeah, it's not a great thing to do. But compared to like people, it's like whatever. It's bricks and mortar, and uh, you know, some light bulbs that will need to be replaced. Some you know, there's some major cleanup to be done. Fine. So I said, uh, so I, uh, yeah. So I said, well, listen, Nancy. Okay, peaceful protesters, my ass. I said, it's, it's not a great argument if you want to talk about the hundreds who have had the shit beaten out of them by the cops in the last two months alone, not to mention Brianna Taylor, Elijah McClain, the countless others who have been murdered for committing such crimes as buying tea and sleeping in their beds, and whose killers are out on bail and or walking free. Also, in the very article that was posted, you click on it, and I read the whole goddamn thing, because I'm not just going to read a headline, I'm not that guy, I read the whole article, I want to see, what does this say? Well, it says like forty or fifty of these people were arrested for for violence. Okay, doesn't really get doesn't get in any specifics. There are hundreds of amateur videos from phones because you know those exist now of actual violence of pe- Vietnam vets, moms, people just you know standing there, teenagers, kids pepper sprayed and you know. Rubber bullets at their face And you know Guys like Pregnant wife's in the car Fucking start firing on him Lots of videos of that And even Even in this article It's like okay 40-50 people arrested For being violent These protesters For being violent What Where are the details There's no actual details So I thought okay Well And the only Real statistic was given was It was 40 or 50 Out of 4,000 Protesters In Seattle So I said, okay, so a few dozen out of 4,000 peaceful protesters, so 40 40 to 50 were arrested. So like around 1%-ish. And I said, listen, based on your own logic, based on how angry you are at these peaceful protesters, my ass, 1% of them are not peaceful. Therefore, all protesters are assholes. So I just kind of using her own math, her own logic against her, I said, (laughs) Based on your own logic and percentages, Nancy, you'd agree with the ACAB statement then, which is, you know, there's the saying or hashtag, whatever you want to call it, that's all cops are bastards, which is, of course, not true. But the gist of it is that, uh, you know, the whole system is, uh, there's something wrong with the whole system, right? Y- you've got these, uh, the bad apples, as they say, but really, really, it's not an apple issue. There's issue with orchards. There's orchards in every orchards in every farm, if you will, in every town. And there's a lot of bad apples, except the bad apples, they're not just like, "Ooh, that's a rotten apple, I'm going to spit it out. It's like, oh, these apples are, you know, shooting people and killing them. At a fairly high percentage compared to others. Pardon me. So I said, you know, and so that's, that's my understanding is the all cops are bastards. It's not literally, literally every cop is a bastard. It's There's a lot of bastards out there and the fact that nobody stands up uh, and it's not because they don't want to, it's because look, there's also lots of evidence of cops standing up for bad cops and then getting fired or demoted or relocated or something like that. Which is also what they do to people who, the cops who, like, shoot somebody. (laughs) They move, they relocate them. (laughs) They just transfer them to another department or another town or another district or something. So... So I'm, just, I'm using the logic against against Nancy, who said, like, okay, there's 40 or 50, you know, bad apples in these protesters of 4,000. Well, all these pro- peaceful protests, my ass. Okay. Uh, I said, well, based on that logic, then... All cops are bastards. And I said, even I don't agree with that statement. Even though 99% of the killings by police have resulted in no convictions, 28% of people killed by police since 2013 have been black people, despite being 13% of the population. And around that same percentage, 1% of that 598 were not resisting arrests, and or they were sleeping quietly in their homes, and or wearing a hoodie, and or sitting in their living room just in the last year. So, and then I said, uh, anyway, here's some more people who were hurt. 90 minutes worth. And it's a YouTube video. It's literally just raw footage of police brutality (laughs) in the last two months. I said, anyway, here's some more people who were hurt. 90 minutes worth. Uh, And it's a YouTube video. 190 clips of police brutality in the wake of George Floyd's murder. When the police respond to protests against police brutality with police brutality, and in a you-think-that-was-brutal-hold-my-beer kind of way, there is a problem. I don't support the violence and destruction and rioting, but I can admit that. Why can't you also admit that it goes, goes both ways? That was my problem. You don't like the rioting and all the destruction? Not many people do, to be honest. They're not like, I don't want, nobody really wants their city to be, like, burnt to the ground, which, by the way, none of them have, even remotely close. Uh, so, yeah, I get that. Nobody wants to see that happen. And they also don't want to see, uh, you know, abuses of power by people who are supposed to be protecting and serving. So if you can't, if you can't just say both, then you're you're a hypocrite. I said it's also odd that whenever this stuff happens, you uh, you Nancy are more upset about the destruction of property in response to the murder of people than you are to the violence against people in response to the destruction of property. Here's a clip. Nancy's very uh, well thought out response was. So, you are calling me and my police friends' names? Spend a day in their boots, you computer cowboy. (laughs) Which is, uh, we'll get to it. The number one, and then of course the deflection. The number one cause of death for black men under the age of 30 is homicide. More than 7,500 just last year, mostly at the hands of other black males. John. Get out of the house and explain why you left an integrated school system in North Carolina to relocate your children to an almost exclusively white school. (laughs) I'll get to my response in a second, but there's a couple things. So obviously, instead of addressing the actual thing that I mentioned, the police brutality, she's like, what about, you know, just the classic what about, deflect, deflect, what about this, what about suicide, what about hmm? Uh, homicide, suicide, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's, that's also terrible. There's a problem. But right now the topic at hand is not that we can talk about that, but we're not talking about that. You tagged me, you didn't tag me in an article about, uh, homicides amongst, you know, black civilians. You tagged me in an article about protesters responding to homicide as a result of police brutality. So that's the topic. So Great. You're going to deflect to something else. I'm not. I'm going to stay on topic, Nancy. Uh, so, yeah, that sucks that that's the number one cause of death. Uh, get, John, get out of the house and explain why you left. Because I'm the computer cowboy. Because I'm not, you know, I guess I have to come out of the ho- I guess I have to confront her in person. Even though she was the one who tagged me, I have to come out of the house. The computer cowboy pew, pew, has to come out of the house and explain to her why I moved Why I left an integrated school system (laughs) to relocate to an almost exclusively white school. Which is just like, I'm just reading this and I'm like, oh, oh, Nancy, you poor thing. Oh, oh, you poor sweet dear, you. You just have no idea. You're just so outmatched right now. And you know it. And you're just... You're just grasping at straws. You're just trying to find, you're hoping that you're throwing shit. Just like, just like the other, you know, a few weeks ago on the podcast, I talked about, uh, you know, somebody who I responded to me with the mask thing. Like, well, the masks, if everybody cared about kindness, then why don't people hold the door anymore? And what about big gulps? I'm like, yeah, I get, you can just, you can just admit that I, you know, that I fucking trounced you in this argument that I really wish I hadn't even gotten myself into because it's such a fucking waste of time. So rather than admit that, you know, she's, you know, not that bright, she's deflecting. And then, and then accusing me of relocating from an integrated school, like as though, (laughs) as though I moved, uh,
1: you know what kids here in North Carolina, the thing that I'm, I don't really particularly, I'm not fond of is the, they, they integrated the schools a few years back, and up there in New England, they, they still have those segregated schools. So we're going to go up there, where they only have the white people.
0: Uh, which, you know, we'll get to this in a second. You know, there's a few key statistics I pointed out to our dear friend Nancy. So I, I responded, LOL, because, you know, she said, oh, you're calling me and my police friend's names? She had bothered to you know, have any any semblance of reading comprehension applied to, to my response, she would know that I didn't call anybody names. I said, based on your logic, you would agree that all cops are bastards, which I then in the next sentence said, even I don't agree with that statement, but based on your logic you would agree with that. So so in my response in my my response to the computer cowboy I said, LOL, when did I call you names? Show me. Seriously. I used your own logic to prove my point. Show me a screenshot of me calling you names. You tagged me. So now you're deflecting. Solid argument. Uh, And I said, I moved because I got a job in Boston. They paid me $40,000 more than I was making in Charlotte. L-M-A-O. Because that's fucking the reason why. That's it. Yeah, do I like do I like winter and snow and crisp autumn days more than a more than a fucking sweat soaked summer in the Carolinas or Florida? You bet your ass I do. Would I rather hear a New York accent or a New England accent over a fucking Carolinas or Georgia or some kind of southern accent? Any day of the week, eleven times out of ten I'll take those accents over a southern accent. You fucking better believe it. But that has nothing to do, I didn't get up and say like I'm going to leave because I don't like the southern accents and the heat. No, I left because the only reason that I do any of this shit is for my family, for my wife and for my kids so that my wife can be home with the kids so that she could spend the last 10 years raising those children so that I could bring home enough money so that she could have the opportunity to do that because 10 years ago, our incomes combined were a fraction of what I'm making now and our incomes combined were we both made about the same amount of money. So I was able to go out and in a short amount of time move my way up to the point where I'm making a pretty fucking good living. And that's the only reason that I've moved anywhere that I've ever moved, you stupid fucking racist fuck. That's a problem. I'm not... Computer cowboy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You called me out, but yeah, I'm the computer cowboy. That might be that might be the name of the new podcast, as I, as I'll get to in a second. But to fucking... <laughs> And
1: then to use the term integrated as though it's like 1958. Oh, i will got to get out of them integrated schools. <laughs> the thing, nobody has ever said this sentence ever. The thing I don't like about the South is them integrated schools. I'm going to get back up to the North where they are segregated. Oh, Nancy, you poor
0: dope. I guess now I'm calling you names. Now I'm insulting you. Because I'm just, uh, you know, what else can I tell you? So, uh, yeah, so that's that's why I moved. And the idea, the notion, (laughs) the notion that I would have left a school and gone to another school because of the demographic... Makeup of the school is so fucking idiotic, especially when we get to the statistic that I'll provide in just a few minutes. Uh, so Nancy had a very nuanced and well thought out, thought out response to me, which was "grow up." <laughs> like you called me the computer cowboy and then accused me of racism by moving moving up the East Coast, moving my children to the East Coast so they didn't have to go to school. ...with people of color... ...to go with non-white children... ...you just accused me of that... ...and I fucking shut that down... ...because it's the most idiotic thing... ...that has ever come out of your racist mouth... ...and you just told me to grow up... ...so I said listen... I said, you tagged me. I never called you named. This computer cowboy wouldn't do that. Sorry you don't like my responses. Not sure you what you mean by grow up. But I literally moved here because North Carolina is, A, too hot. And I got a freaking amazing job offer. The only reason I moved anywhere was so Kim could be home with the kids. And I could make enough money to do that. By the way, there's a little, little statistic for her just so she knows. By the way, half the... You might want to do research before you hit me with some with non-facts, because I actually fucking know what I'm talking about, so you better fucking know goddamn good and well what you're doing if you're going to tag the motherfucking birthday boy in some racist bullshit. That's a fucking fact that all everyone should take with them. Uh, by the way, half the population of the kids' school is non-white, compared to the school they would have gone to in North Carolina, where half the population was, gasp, non-white. Uh-oh. Sorry that you couldn't use that argument against me <laughs> uh, And then I posted And then I just spammed the shit out of this fucking thing With just I, Entirely too much time With videos from New York City From Portland From uh, the dude with the pregnant wife in the car That's, that's getting fired on uh, You know, the, the, the NYPD Plowing through the The, the protesters uh, You know, a bunch of shit And then, you know what, I said, to be fair I went on. She said, "Go look up the Chicago thing." So I did. I looked up Chicago, and there was a video. It was a it was a thirty minute video. I said, "Whoa, this maybe this is really bad." It's a thirty minute video. Two and a half minutes of which were uh, it's a bunch of police officers protecting a statue. There was a march, a protest thing by this some statue. I don't know what the statue was. Uh, and these guys had these protesters had like PVC pipe and water bottles that they chucked at the, at the police officers. It reminded me of uh, bash at the beach, 1996, where Hulk Hogan joined the NWO and Hall and Nash and the Hulkster got pelted with, you know, beer and soda and just crap that everybody This crap in the ring. Brother represents, the, you know, it, it kind of reminded me of that. You know, a guy got, there was like a little, like uh, a smoke bomb, which, you know, it's not, none of this is helpful. It's just, you know, wouldn't have been my course of action and throw, you know, it's a, they're being pelted with PVC pipe. There was, I saw one PVC pipe and a guy caught it in midair. The police guy caught it and threw it to the side and it seemed like just water bottles that were being swatted down. You know, one guy got hit in the eye, looked, you know, and the video conveniently cut so you didn't actually see him get hit in the eye. You just saw him like grab his eye and run off. But anyways, I I said, you know what? I'm going to share this video. And I said, to be fair, here's Chicago. That sucks. Totally uncalled for. I mean, that's the thing you directed me to. It was, you know, it was bad. It was nothing compared to... But here's... And by the way, here's 50 more videos. So I just... uh, You know, here's the police dumping out water supplies. Uh, Here's the... Yeah, plowing into protesters. Here's somebody who was just standing there and a guy just fucking... Just popped, you know, knocked this person into the next week. Uh, you know, billy clubs Here's, uh, oh I said Here's some of those protesters you hate Nancy It's moms and dads with leaf blowers Joined by veterans And it's a bunch of it's a bunch of veterans standing on the front line With the moms and the dads with the leaf blowers uh, And oh Can't forget these uh, delightful secret police Their unmarked cars Take that you Vietnam vet Who they beat the shit out of Take that guy who was asking questions Yeah, get him uh, Take that random mom uh, yeah. People should just follow the law. Oh wait, oops. Well, at least their killers, her killers, are in jail. Oh wait, oops. And it's you know, info on Brianna Taylor, blah blah blah. And uh, Nancy responds and says, "I can post all kinds of police body cam, but your answer is always against law enforcement, which is too bad since I always respected your brain." <laughs>
1: <laughs> like no, what? Oh, you. I lost, my brain lost your respect. No, no, Nancy, no. Um, and
0: I just said, you're wrong. I'm anti-violence. I just posted the Chicago video. I said, I just posted a video agreeing with your original topic that, yeah, the violence has to stop. Uh,
1: the, the, you know,
0: it's I'm, I'm, I'm anti-violence all around. But guess guess who does more violence, okay? You don't have to admit it. In order for it to be a fact Guess who does more violence, pal There's, you know There's oppressed groups and there's non-oppressed groups Who pretend that they're oppressed groups I said, I'm anti-violence I just posted the Chicago video You don't have to respect my brain It won't bother me at all If you no longer have respect for my brain Again, you tagged me Sorry you didn't like my responses But nothing I said is false And I did not insult you at any point And she said, I tagged you after you attacked me about a post about police, which is also false. Going back to the original thing where I didn't tag anybody, I didn't attack anybody. I actually, all I said was anyone who says ALM in response to BLM is a racist. I didn't actually call her out. So it's very telling. A couple of things are very telling. It's very telling when you first, when you see somebody moving from the south to the north and think, "Ah, it must have. They must have gone to escape having to send their kids to school with minorities, even though uh, the kids cafeteria has I don't know how many dozens of flags from all the countries that are represented from, you know, one of the most diverse student populations that I've seen in elementary school. And, yeah, is is all of New Hampshire like that? Hell no. Go, uh, you know, go past Nashua and Manchester. And, yeah, you pretty much have exactly what she's referring to. Uh, There's no fucking way I'm going to live in a place like that. Uh, So, yeah, sorry. Sorry, your argument doesn't hold a lot of weight. But it's more telling about you to assume that that's why I would have moved from one place to another, which is idiotic. It's an idiotic thing. Uh, What was the other thing? Oh, and, and then the fact that you think that I was attacking you when I didn't even, I didn't say your name. I didn't respond to you. I didn't tag you. I just said racists typically do xyz and you felt personally attacked hmm isn't that interesting i said something that was anti-racist and you felt personally attacked and then that triggered you to tag me in an additionally racist post oh man so i just said i didn't attack you i pointed out a few statistics just like above, where I didn't call you names, but you told me to grow up. You called me a computer cowboy, which I may actually turn into a new podcast name. So thank you. Uh and then after that, I got a text from her on Messenger that says, Good luck when the assholes come to burn your town down. Have a great life. <laughs> And then I went on to Facebook and saw. I saw that I had a friend request from Nancy. And I thought, well, that's odd. And then I looked and I said, oh, because she unfriended me. And then for whatever reason, maybe the trigger finger, which is really, that's really comforting to know. If her trigger finger is not f- working so great on Facebook. Like, Jesus. Uh, you want somebody with a good, whether it's whether it's a, a pistol, whether it's a, a, a weapon. <laughs> A gun of some kind, or or a Facebook uh, on a smartphone. You know, did you did you did your trigger trigger finger go so fast to unfriend me that you accidentally friend requested me in the same in the same swoop, the same stroke? Because uh, that's that's not good. And then the friend request dis- disappeared. Not that I was going to accept it anyways. But I thought, wow. So she called me out, tagged me. I responded, called her the fuck out. Exposed her sorry ass, and then she (laughs) unfriended me, and she also deleted like all of my posts. But of course, not, not before I could take screenshots. Of course, I'm gonna take screenshots. Who's not gonna take screenshots? I, I've done enough sounding board theater to know you don't just save something. It could be gone in in a in a snap of a finger. You screenshot that shit, and that's what I did. And this is, you know, this is like beyond the usual birthday boy podcast silliness. Yes, I'm well aware. I'm well aware. Uh, you know, I guess I would tell you to skip this episode, but at this point, I guess we're we're past that point. We're past the point of skipping an episode. I've got some funny. I've got a couple little funny things, so don't worry. Just you know, just relax. But I wanted to devote. I, this is really an episode that I wanted to devote to uh, to my. I guess my former friend Nancy, who no longer respects my brain, and said, "Have a have a great life." I mean, that's that's it. That's closure. It's done but i uh you know unfortunately you know i i choose my friends right and i choose uh m- you know i chose my wife and luckily she chose me in return uh but you know everything beyond that just you know it kind of kind of comes with the territory uh you know so it's a shame. It's a shame because I was always, you know, we were always cool. We were always good. But yeah, it's it's no it's no sweat off my sack, because, you know, we weren't like best pals. It was one of those things where we were just barely friends on Facebook because I couldn't stand looking at like,
1: oh syrup
0: bottles, oh the thugs, the animals and thugs destroying every city in the country protesters, my, so I had just, you know, I did the thing where you can just unfollow and not, you can remain friends, but you don't see a single goddamn thing that they post about, I thought, that's enough, I'll, you know, some of, some, you know, some have been unfriend, usually they just unfriend me, like the horse fucker, uh, and a couple of others, um, Frevin, which is a, you know, I don't, I don't know that I'll tell that story, but, uh, anyway, <clears throat> There's some who just you know they they get fucking they're just completely outmatched and outwitted by by the by the by the computer cowboy by the old old pistol Pete old fastest gun in the northeast computer cowboy pistol Pete the old Johnny boy and uh, you know and they can't they don't know what to do so they get so mad that they just they go right to that unfriend um okay that's cool fine with me, it's okay it's really not a loss because it was, you know, we were you know, there was just this very thin thread you know, keeping us kind of connected so, okay, bye bye and I get, if I were you I would have erased all that stuff too because it, you know, it really kind of kind of exposed you so, so that's that have a great life, it's over it's over uh, nothing about that bothered me except yeah, the insinuation I mean that's that really actually is offensive to to even suggest that I had moved my kids from one place to pack up like I living in proximity to my parents to my in-laws to my grandmother to my sister my brother-in-law and my nephews that and the good job that I had down there and that I stopped and said you know it's all going pretty well but I don't know. My kids are going to go to one of them integrated schools. We better leave the the fucking audacity to suggest that something like that was even remote I mean which doesn't even make sense. Well, integrated schools <laughs> like I, I Nancy, you're going to be very disappointed when you find out that they uh in fact are all fully integrated schools. Every school in the country is integrated like uh just Nancy, stay away from public restrooms and water fountains because you're really going to be in for a big surprise and you're not going to like it. <sighs> Integrated schools. Oh, my God. That was the only part that really, you know. But it bothered me to an extent. I mean, it bothered me more in the sense of, like, because I fucking know I'm not, you know, I'm not some racist and I know that that would never be the reason for anything. What bothered me was because the reason that I do these things is so much bigger than any of that. It's everything that I do is for my kids and for my family. Everything. Every fucking thing. Every, you know, all these jobs. And some of them have been so fucking shitty where I just, like, you know, I can't sleep. I can't, you know, uh, uh, the the level of stress and fucking nausea, 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 nausea. I can't can't say words on this podcast. I can say them in real life when I'm in front. I can't say... the, the nausea that I've had and the, and the migraines for some of these jobs and the fucking weight gain and the weight loss and all this shit, just so I could have that paycheck that could allow, uh, you know, allow my wife and kids to be together instead of some like nursery school, some, you know, some nobody coming over and, and, and I'm sure we'd find somebody who was great. Um, even though last year we found uh, Sandra and she was a fucking disaster. Anyway, but that's exactly it, you know. It's people who seem like they're good and they're not that great. So it's like, well, who better? You, you only get one shot to have your to have you know to mom stay home and raise children who are babies until they go off to to, to elementary school. And then after that, Kim went and got a job that allowed her to still be there in the morning to take the kids to school and in the afternoon to pick them up from school and to take them to all their activities and, you know, have everything perfectly and, you know, and bring home a few extra bucks. And ironically enough, it's Kimmy is working in in uh, in one of those integrated schools that we have here in Nashua. It's amazing. So that's I'm offended. I'm 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 offended more from that because, like, I mean. Okay, <laughs> you think that my motivation was to go to a school with all whites, even though the kids are in a school that has the same exact ratio as the one they would have gone to in the South. So you're an idiot. Uh, but that's that's really a, that's really a great assumption to make without uh, doing any research first. So nice, nice job. You knocked that one out of the park, Nance. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And then on top of that, yeah, the the part that offends me is as a father, as a husband, as a provider as somebody who's worked his fucking ass off to be able to make good money so that the kids and their mom can be home together at all times, to suggest that any other motivation exists for why I've done anything, that's the part that fucking gets to me. Because everything I do is for my kids. So fuck you. Seriously, fuck you. Have a great life. Yeah. So that's... Have a great life. Oh, sad. That's sad. Uh, so... I think... I think I struck a nerve.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah.
0: And I guess she did, too, from that from that perspective. Of ever, you know... Again, the amount of effort that I have put in to make sure that I am always earning a fucking ton of money so that only one of us needs to work. And so to suggest... Whether it's a whether it's a racially related thing or not you know to suggest that there's any other reason beside that beside the the best interests of my kids that's what pisses me off but only to like only to a small degree because you know she's so stupid she's just so stupid but hey that's all right she's got uh, she's got all this you know the rest of her life to be retired sit on the couch watch old movies and Post racist things about syrup bottles, and she did. She posted too, uh, only because it was it was on a shared post. It was something about like, oh well, the uh, I, I forgot the woman's name who was the the model for Aunt Jemima, and you know it was that it was that bullshit, fucking fake news about how she went on to make millions of dollars in advertising and marketing, and she you know all this she was self made, and none of that's true. She was a she was a housekeeper until she died she was still like cleaning her hotel I don't know if she was a maid a housekeeper I don't know who she was but she didn't she didn't see a dime of that oh she should be proud of herself her her image was a, a beloved <laughs> beloved uh icon of uh, of American breakfast tables all across the country oh my god yeah we get it we get it you're a fucking racist we get it. Yeah. and then I called you out on it, and you didn't like it, and this is the same, that's the other thing too, and this is, uh you know, this is my mother-in-law's uh, niece, I guess, she's fucking, she's fucking bullies her all the time, so my mother-in-law is too sweet, she's a very, very sweet person, just a, a really lovely woman, and, uh, and Nancy would, you know, just, you know, break her balls with with posts about whatever, this and that, political things and racial things and all this shit. And, and my mother-in-law would just kind of let it go. You know, maybe one response. Was, and I'm like, what are you, you're just being an asshole. You're just, you're bullying. You're just a fucking bully. And then she would say, oh, I'm just kidding. It's a, she knows I'm joking. She knows, that's the classic, like, she knows I'm joking. Eh, no, she doesn't really like it, though, so maybe cut the shit. And then now, uh, you know, and then I ignore you entirely so that I don't get tempted to have exactly what happened. And then it did, and you called me out, and I fucking obliterated you. I just, I, I ruined you. And it made for a good uh, hour to fill in on the podcast, so great. Here on the Computer Cowboy. <laughs> computer Cowboy. Oh, man. I think I ruffled her feathers a little. I don't know with what. Other, th- I mean, with truth. That's the thing. If you get your, if you get your feathers ruffled by statistics, which I posted, I made sure everything I, I validated everything before I posted. I don't want to. That's the last thing I want to do is to be, you know, besides being called out for moving to another town for idiotic reasons. Uh, the second to last thing after that is. uh you know, not having my facts and being called out for that and saying, oh shit, that was, I've posted some, I, it's inaccurate what I said. Uh, meanwhile, everything she said was inaccurate and I called her out on it multiple times and I spammed the fuck out of her little post where she tagged me with actual evidence, actual statistics, actual facts. And her response was that I'm a computer cowboy and I should grow up. <laughs> and that they're they're coming for my town next and they're going to burn it to the ground and i and have a great life so that's it it's over it's over it was it was building to this just very very passively over the years over time it was building to this but it was it was still building to this and i tried to keep that from happening by just you know making it so that i couldn't see a single one of her little racist posts <sighs> but instead she she came after me And it didn't go well for her. But it did go well for me because I didn't have to, you know, it was like, hey, you saved me the trouble of, you know, going to hit that unfriend button. You did it for me. So that's the end of that. And uh, I've actually had a pretty good week. My back's feeling better. I went to the store last night. I got a bunch of taffy because the fucking Halloween candy. It's July still. It's July 31st. I know, but it's like... Usually the end of August is when you see the Halloween candy. And that's a good time. I don't want to see Halloween candy yet in July. I just... July is such a crappy month. Uh, you know, it reminds me... Again, it reminds me of being in Florida and being in the South. Where, you know, in Florida, when it was actually was Halloween time. It actually was October. And the Halloween decorations are going up. And I would get more depressed. The Christmas decorations go up. And I would be more depressed because it's the weather that it is right now. It's 80, 90 degrees... In October, November, December, and you got Halloween, and you got little Christmas turk, Christmas, the, yeah, the Christmas turkey, you know, who comes down the chimney, and lays eggs. Uh, <laughs> the Thanksgiving turkey decorations, the Halloween decorations, the Christmas decorations in Florida, I would get so depressed because then I would go outside and it's a million degrees and I'm sweating my balls off, like you know, hotter than it is right now in New England in July, at the end of July uh, in Florida in, in wintertime and fall. So in July, seeing the Halloween stuff, it is a little early, uh, because I don't want to associate the greatest month of the year and the greatest time of the year with hot, humid, sticky, disgusting weather. So that's why I like when it gets to the end of August and you start to see that stuff show up, you start to see the Halloween decorations, you know, you go to Michael's, you go to AC Moore these places, you go to, you know, whatever, toy stores, you go to, I don't know, the grocery store, and you see all the Halloween displays, decorations, candy. That's good, because at the end of August, here in the Northeast, it starts to, you start to get those cool nights a little bit. Temperature, you know, the humidity starts to drop down. A dew point uh, goes a little bit lower. and get some nights so you can crack the window open. It starts to feel like fall a little bit, school's starting up, all that stuff. So it's great. July, yeah, it's a little early. It's a little early. Uh, but in any event, I, my problem was, uh, the, the seasonal aisle has all this Halloween candy and I had a, a mini panic attack last night because I went to get some of my taffy that I always buy. Uh, Shaw's has taffy during the summer and I love to buy the, you know, the, the, most popular brands like black licorice that everybody loves. Well, I love black licorice. And so I buy black licorice taffy and, uh, and now it's, it was still there. Uh, you know, heart attack crisis averted. The taffy was still there. The black licorice taffy was plentiful, (laughs) almost as plentiful as the aisle with the Goya products, which looks like it's right out of a magazine because it's so, it's still, it's still in perfect, perfect shape from when they, uh, you know, put the displays up because nobody's touching that shit. Uh, but they had the taffy They had Neapolitan taffy All the different kinds of taffy And it's on sale It's like $1.99 a pound Instead of like $3.99 But it's almost 50% off So of course I bought a ton of taffy I'm so happy that I have a, a, An Utz cheese ball uh, Size canister filled with taffy And I have two empty uh, Costco Kirkland Jelly Belly Candy Bean uh, canisters uh, That Kimmy emptied out and cleaned Months ago those are filled with taffy, and I still have a full, like, two-and-a-half-pound bag of black licorice taffy. Because once that summer taffy's gone from Shaw's, that's it. That's that's really the only taffy that I truly love. I mean, taffy's fine. It's not something that I've ever sought out that I've ever, you know, oh, I must have taffy. It's, you know, it's okay. Uh, but this taffy is just perfect. It's just great. I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. And I found a bunch of it last night at a reasonable price. I may even go back tonight and get some more. Just clean that thing out. Because, you know, much like now that I'm so used to uh, pandemic shopping and buying things in bulk. Because <laughs> I'm only going out once a week. So I better make sure we have the week's worth of uh, of groceries. So I don't have to just like, oops, I better make a trip on a Saturday. No. Once a week. That's it. And uh, so, you know. So, uh, ironically, though, I, I'm thinking I might make my second trip tonight to go just get the rest of the taffy, so that we're we're well stocked with taffy. Because if I wait until next week, there uh, I don't know what's going to be there. It's going to be scraps. It's going to be like banana taffy. That's what's going to be left. Banana taffy. Nobody wants banana taffy. Uh, I did see Freddie fist bump on my way in last night. Was I saw him, I, I got out of the car, and I'm walking up to the entrance of Shaw's, and I see Freddy, because he wears like this, he looks like a he looks like a train robber from the 1800s, <laughs> he's got like the dark glasses, and he's got his red kerchief uh, over his face, you know,
1: and like, nobody move, this is a stick-up! Uh,
0: so I saw him and I, and I heard him talking to somebody uh, and I just wasn't in the mood I was hungry, I was tired, I wanted to go home because I had worked until you know, almost 7 o'clock holy it's shit, fuck Jackson, Jr. oh, to Jesus CJ. Six to shoot on the clock. what the CJ fuck the wickets. Gets... how did that happen jeez Louise The basketball game, suddenly the volume what the fuck ghosts ghosts uh, anyway so I, uh, I I see Freddie fist bump and I hear him <clears throat> and I say, I just, I don't have the energy. I worked until almost seven o'clock and I didn't have dinner and I just ran out so I could get the grocery shopping done. And I was done. I, I did Costco and I did Shaw's and it was an hour, which was, that's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. And they were both pretty crowded too. Uh, so I got out of the car and I see Freddie and I'm just like, I don't, I don't have it in me, man, which I, I seldom do because you just, it's the unpredictability. It's just a fucking unpredictability. I don't know what version of Freddy I'm getting. I'm getting Angry Freddy. I'm getting Sad Freddy. Ho-hum Freddy. Is it, like, you know, Excitable Freddy? I don't know. And I don't even know what the kid's real name is. So who knows what, if it's even Freddy. I'm sure it's not Freddy. So I did that thing where I, like... I put my hands on my pants, like... oh, And then, you know, like, oh, shit. Like, pretending to forget something. So I went back and opened the car door and just... Standing out in the pavement, I just leaned my head in, like onto the onto the center console, and just sat there. I'm like, I'm just gonna count because eventually, I don't know, I don't know what else. I, I just I panicked. That's what that's what I did, and so then Freddie, uh, then all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I just hear, "It's you." I'm like, oh, fuck! And then I you know, got out of the car and I turned around. And he was right there. I mean, not right there. He was socially distanced right there. And I said, hey, buddy, how are you doing? And he's like, ew, what are you doing here, knucklehead? And I'm like, knucklehead? You're calling me knucklehead now? That's the new name for me? Oh, okay. That's nice.
1: (laughs) He's like,
0: and he asked me where I got my T-shirt. Last week it was my hair. Uh, So I was just happy he didn't ask about my hair. And he asked me where I got my T-shirt and uh oh there's there's Mike Wankham again, God, he looks like John Madden he really does he's like skinny, younger, madden, even his hand movements are like the same as Madden, and he's got this kind of hunched over it's it's unreal it's unreal uh, a- anyway uh so Freddie's asking me i had I had my uh I've got this t-shirt and it just it has a Mac truck and it says big D it's like a big daddy cool diesel t-shirt that I got a few years ago. It's a black t-shirt and just says big D, which is also, you know, it's funny too. Cause it says big D, uh, but it's a, it's a big daddy, cool diesel WWE t-shirt. And, and that's what I was wearing. And he's like, he's like, where did you get that shirt? I'm like, uh, I, I don't fucking, I really, I'm like, I got it online. And he's like, what website? I'm like, it was dude, it was like two or three or four years ago. I don't even know when I got it, but it was like, you know, eh. A website. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I just met I said I don't know. It was like um, t-shirts, t-shirts, t shirtscom I don't know what I said. I was like it's t-shirts, t-shirts, t-shirts. t-shirts, 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 t-shirts. com. Or maybe it was t t t t t t t t-shirts. dot com. And he's like ah. And he's like. And he just kind of stared at me. I'm like, yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it was, or, or I said like prowrestlingtees.com, which is not where I got it from. But I, I'm like, yeah, it was, you know, some some t-shirt website, there's 5 billion of them. So you, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know the names of the websites where I one time purchased a shirt from like four years ago. I just can't remember. I wish I could commit that kind of thing to memory. I just can't. He's like, oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it was Pro Wrestling Tees or T-shirts, T-shirts, T-shirts.com or something like that. And he goes, he goes, BigRigs.com YouTube channel. And I'm like, what? And he's like, that's what I want. I love watching Big Rigs on the YouTube channel. I'm like, oh, so you like the shirt because it, it has a big rig on it. He's like, yeah. And so he asked me where you know where'd you get the t-shirt I don't know t-shirts.com ah big rigs youtube.com That's where it's at baby. And I'm like, okay and then luckily he was he was kind of on one side of the parking lot and I was on the other and there was a car coming down so it kind of split us it split between us and I kind of I did one of these slow. I just kind of pointed to him, kind of winked a little bit like just gave him a little point. And he was like, "All right, seal it." I didn't have to say anything. He just knew, like that was it. I'm done. I pointed at him silently and walked away, like, "All right, you, see ya." And that was it. And I didn't see him the rest of the time, which was so great because I just wasn't, I wasn't having it. I just wasn't having it. But I got my taffy. Uh, what else happened? You know, I'm coming. I finished Dark season three, which is good. I'm right now. I'm watching Ford versus the Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari. Eh. It's good. I I just, I'm so, I'm so not into cars in any way, shape, or form. Like, cars, you know, unless it's a big luxury car that old people would drive, you know, like a giant Lincoln Town car, (laughs) you know, something, something very luxurious with four doors and, you know, lots of electronic things, lots of features, lots of little things to play with, leather seats. You know, I'm into that great sound system, comfortable, just a smooth ride that feels like you're floating on a cloud. Like a really, like a fine Lexus. You know, I mean, I'm into, I'm into like that, I guess, as far as cars go. You know, a nice car is a nice car. I don't give a shit about like, you know, Edelbrock intake, pop-up pistons, (laughs) turbocharged. Like I don't care. So when they're, you know. When it's all this like gearhead stuff and they're, you know, Ford, like, well, we need to make the best car to beat that, you know, Henry Ford too. He's like, he's like, I'm going to beat that WAP Enzo Ferrari if it's the last thing I do. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're, we're rooting for Ford. <laughs> and I know we're rooting for Matt Damon and, uh, and, you know, the other guy, Christian Bale. Uh, but it's like, you know, that's the big, like, I'm going be- <laughs> to, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it again, but it's uh, uh, it's okay, it's fine. I just don't care about race car or anything, even Talladega Nights, which I I love that movie. I won't watch it because there's so much fucking race car, and I know it's kind of like poking fun at it. Uh, I get that, but it's, it's too, it's too good at that, that I just, I can't stand, you know, with all the, the even though they're fake Southern accents, but like the, just the whole NASCAR scene and watching race scenes, I just don't, I just don't care, but I'm enjoying, I'm I'm actually enjoying for, I, I got about eight minutes into it and I said, no, no way, I'm not watching this movie, this is so boring and so shitty, but I kept going because nobody has a bad thing to say about it. So I'm like, it's got to be, this has to be good. And it's good. It's So far, it's good. It's a little, you know, some of the usual cliches and things. And the characters seem a little over the top, but... You know, it's good. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. I got maybe 30, 40 minutes to go, which I'll probably finish, you know, in the next month or so. You got Last of Us 2. I'm just enjoying the shit out of that game, going through that. I just, I'm really, really enjoying it. Assassin's Creed Origins, I finally picked back up for the first time in like two or three, four years. I don't know. Yeah, so, you know, it's been an okay week. It's been good. I am, uh, I am, I am point, uh, I am point. 2.2 pounds away from losing 30 pounds since last April. Now, if you remember back to right around this time last year on the birthday boy podcast, I had just hit the 25 pound mark. So those, those additional five pounds, it's taken quite an effort. I mean, this is like August, September. I was great. I'm like, oh, I'm just, I just keep losing weight, man. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to get to like next spring and I'm going to be like another 30 pounds. This is awesome. And then, of course, what happens is, uh, you know, I switch jobs in October and that's a stressful thing, especially when you go from a job that you really like and that's not very stressful and that you enjoy and are happy to be doing. And then you go to one that you just completely just despise for two months, two months of pure, like just sleeplessness and, and misery. And then it also happens to coincide with Halloween, Thanksgiving and Christmas. That doesn't help. But then in January, you know, so I, so I gained a bunch of weight back. I gained like 15 pounds back during that time, maybe 10, I don't know, 10 or
1: 15.
0: Yeah. No, actually probably close to 20. I, I gained almost 20 pounds of of the 25 pounds that I had lost I had gained almost 20 of it back it's crazy and uh and then um and then January I started the new job which I you know really liked still like it a lot and uh and was like back to it and I'm like I'm down again I'm like I'm getting there uh, here we go we're getting there again I'm I'm almost you know I was within like 3 pounds of where I was in August so I had you know I had lost So I gained back 15 and I lost like 12 in, in just like January and February. I'm like, here we go, baby. And then the pandemic, (laughs) and then, you know, yeah, you think, well, I'm going to work from home and have some extra time to sleep in, get more sleep. But just the pure, like for the first month, month and a half, there was like the stress of the whole thing. I'm like, I'm just going to sit home and eat because we're all going to die. So I don't care. I'm just going to. Finish myself off before I get the COVID, and then it just got to a point. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? This is I got to take advantage of this because you know I'm not I'm not leaving this place anytime soon. So yeah, so here we go. Back got back in action somewhere in April. You know, doing the doing the walking pretty regularly, except this week because of the back. But man, I just I just keep I'm just shedding those pounds. This slender. The slender individual that I am, <laughs> I don't, I don't feel any bit lighter than I was when I was thirty pounds heavier. I don't feel it in any way, shape, or form. But I know, hey, listen, when I take my blood pressure and I take those readings and they're like they're excellent. They, hey, without you know, fucking listen, listen, I, I'm always honest with you. This is a birthday boy podcast. Just like with my kids, it's a fucking open book. It's an open book podcast. Computer cowboy. Is is nothing but an open book So I will tell you uh, Three years ago when I had a physical And it happened to be on the day that you know There was a million things going on And I was about to start a new job And I was about to do this Supposed to be out in Rochester for my cousin's wedding And I was buying a new car And I was worried that the thing wasn't going to go through Before I needed a car to get to It was just so much going on And I hadn't eaten all day Because I was at a car dealership negotiating on this car and, uh, and then I said, oh, shit, it's 3 o'clock. I have a doctor's appointment. So I rushed over. And I was still drinking diets, you know, Mountain Dew at that time. So all I had, I had no food and just caffeine. So my heart's going like, like, I'm just, you know, er- every reading was just a disaster. And my doctor said, you need to be on blood pressure medication. And then I went to the pharmacist whenever the next day or the next week or whatever it was to pick up my, pick up my, <laughs> my medication and the guy actually laughed. Like this is for fucking, this is for like 90 year olds who, are, well, not 90 year olds, but this is, this is for like a 60 year old man. Who's <laughs> morbidly obese. Like you, Your blood pressure pressure is really that bad. I'm like, evidently it is. And it was, and I'm, you know, it was, it was awful because I was doing nothing. I was, you know, four hours of commuting again. It'll make you get real out of shape real fast. And, uh, yeah, but now, then now the blood pressure is great and no, no pills or anything like that. Heart rate's good. It's all good. And I'm, I'm like, I'm this close. God damn it. I'm this fucking close. If I, if I, you know, can, if I can play it, play it cool tonight and not go crazy. Like I usually do on a Friday night. I, uh, cause the weekends I kind of go nuts a little bit and then I get back, uh, you know, I get back to it during the week. Uh, but if I can keep myself good tonight, uh, you know, there's a good chance tomorrow morning I'll officially have hit that, uh, that 30-pound mark. I technically have hit the 30-pound mark, actually, uh, because I p- I put my initial weight as one pound lower than it was, and I don't remember why. I think because I just, I had it wrong, but anyway, uh, as far as the Weight Watcher app is concerned, I had 2.2 pounds to go and get those that 30-pound mark, baby, and then would just keep shedding pounds, uh, it's great It's great So everything's You know Everything's good Everything's good for me It's not so good for Nancy No It's not good She's She's uh, She's an angry She's an angry person She really is Not a happy person And so She thought I'll I'll tag Johnny Boy And uh You know I'll fucking You know Poke him like I do Everybody else And uh, And hopefully he'll just You know He'll just eat shit Like everyone else does And unfortunately I do not like the taste of shit, so I don't eat shit. I I fucking fling it right back at your stupid face. <laughs> so, ah, uh, so that's what happened. What else? Uh, yeah, Freddy fist bump. I had a, um, no, I'm not talking about that. Uh, I had a dream. Yeah, this really is stupid, but I I did have I, I've been having. I don't know if I'd say better dreams this week. I've been writing them all down. They have this whole list of like a whole dream log. And, and one of the dreams this week, you know, maybe maybe that gave me a good idea. I was at I was in Boston and I all these people were seated and they were waiting for a play to start. I'm like what 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 player are you watch? What is this? What's happening? And somebody said, uh, it's uh, Brendan Frazier and um, oh, what's her name uh, and Paget Brewster star. <laughs> you know them. You know them from stage and screen, from the silver screen to the small screen. And tonight, they are. And then, in unison, the whole audience said, "Becoming Bronson Pinchot." And so it was this two-person play where Brendan Fraser and uh, and Paget Brewster uh, both play Bronson Pinchot. And the play is called Becoming Bronson Pinchot. And it's a musical about Bronson Pinchot. And I, I said, how? And I was so mad in the dream. I'm like, how do I not know this? How are you people, you people all knew about this play? Yeah. How did you know? Like, we just knew we're Bronson Pinchot super fans. And I'm like, how, how did I not know about this play? I'm so angry. And, and then I had to leave because I didn't have a ticket for the play. So I had to leave. So I didn't get to see what Becoming Bronson Pinchot was all about. But it's a play. it's a play that I would like to see. <laughs> <laughs> Someday and maybe maybe I maybe this is my subcon- maybe this is you know, yeah my my own uh my own subconscious mind telling me, get out there, you know, what's Bronson Pinchot doing these days? We need to work together on on writing becoming Bronson Pinchot.
1: I'm Bronson Pinchot. I play a man in Chicago, lives with cousin Larry. My journey here was scary from Epos, which is a fake Greek island. I'm Bronson Pinch. I don't fucking know. Front and Pinchot coming to your town with Mark Lynn Baker. <laughs> it's really going down. Every Friday on ABC, it's TGIF. Come with me, and you'll see two perfect strangers in my show. Bronson Pinchot, and we gotta workshop that a little bit more. God, this
0: this podcast is so dumb, so idiotic. What what is even the point?
1: So that's it. That was my dream becoming becoming Bronson Pinchot. In Surreal Life, I was a bit of a creepo. I tried to fondle Janice Dickinson.
0: He really did. Do you remember that? You ever watched The Surreal Life? He was a fucking little, little perv ball. I don't know that I really want to work with Bronson Pinchot. Then he had that show where he was, like, renovating an old house that was near Binghamton, New York. He lived... I don't know if he lived in Binghamton or if he lived in Pennsylvania just on the the other side of the the state line. It was, uh, I don't know what, it was on like one of those channels where they just, you know. The fuck sound was that?
1: Anyway, uh, yeah. I renovated a house near Binghamton. And now it's time to sing again. About the life of me, Bronson Pinchot. I don't know. I, th- I think we have a hit on our hands here. Me and old Bronson. Surprised he's not on Cameo. My name is Bronson Pinchot. I finally am on Cameo. You can get me for forty one ninety nine. In perfect strangers, I lived in the windy city. I once did a movie called Kung Fu and Titties. I have such a range as you know. I'm Pincho,
0: and that's that's pretty much the play. It's just him singing about the different shitty movies that he was in, and there really is one called Kung Fu and Titties, and he plays a character named the Beaver, Richard Titties, and out of sh- <laughs> what? Oh, IMDb is a three point three out of ten. Richard Titties, an out-of-shape martial arts wannabe, is shot into an alternate dimension after his girlfriend Cynthia is kidnapped. Her captors are a group of titty-obsessed madmen led by Zephros, the master of the supernatural realm. Zephros kidnaps women for the sole purpose of seeing their titties. (laughs) I'm, I'm not making any of this up. Richard joins up with his sister, Rain Brown a gorilla, and a gaggle of other strange characters in order to save his girlfriend. He must search inside, overcome his futile martial arts skills, and find the kung fu fighter within if he is to save himself and all those that dwell in the alternate world. Oh my god. Zephros, just a sentence. Zephros kidnaps women for the sole purpose of seeing their titties? The Zephros can travel to other dimensions and kidnap people, but he doesn't have Google. He doesn't have Wi-Fi. Good Wi-Fi. Oh, my God. The trailer is 7 minutes and 26 seconds long. Hold on. There's a minute and 36. Hold on. And then I...
1: Wait, this... ...where one man must save one girl. I mean two girls. I mean a bunch of girls. From an evil, evil lord. The chosen
2: one has come after all these centuries.
1: Right on! If it's a fight he wants, a fight he shall have! What are you talking about? Starring Rain Brown, actress John Molnar. My girlfriend is missing,
2: and I'm probably gonna die. Mike Marino. You're not even getting better. You're getting
1: worse. Saragon Odessi. Fine. I'll show you my tits. Just don't do
2: that
1: anymore. John Archer Lundgren as Zephros with Bronson Pinchot. And oh Bronson God. Pinchot.
2: Ah, oh, Yeah. You need to fight Zephros. I need to bring you to it.
1: You Americans are all the same. You're like an armpit without hair. You're oh guaranteed God. to see titties in this movie. <laughs> I will possess
2: this
1: man. Yeah, slow down, tough guy.
2: You're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. No,
1: you're an idiot. Come <laughs> on, come
2: on. If you don't see Kung oh, Fu and my. titties, there's something seriously wrong
1: with you. Oh, my God. Kung Fu and titties, making the world a better place, one titty at a time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. It's not, wait, what did that say? It's not porn. What did it say? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, God damn it. Why are the controls so hard? (coughs) It just said it's not porn. It's something. Kung Fu and titties. It's not porn. It's just great. Uh, Well, (laughs) I mean, it does have Bronson Pinchot. Wow, Bronson Pinchot in the new hit film and this this looks like it was shot on a VHS camera and it's the year it released is 2013.
1: Oh my god.
0: I guess that means it's over. I just I just sort of threw that up there. I, it's my way of like almost It's almost as though I have no control over my hand when I drag and drop this music. I'm just telling myself it's over whether you like it or not you're done it's the end it's the end of the birthday boy podcast now known as computer cowboy i guess i need to grow up yeah there were a few other god i was just thinking of some other ones in the in the data banks we're old Nancy. I had a nice, I don't know, some pictures or some videos one time of Cam playing floor hockey, taking up floor hockey for the first time at the Y. Old Nancy had some comment like, "Ah, that's stupid," or some, I don't know, ice hockey. That's a real sport. This is, this, what's this wiener? Sp- some bullshit. I'm like, are you? And I just wrote back. I'm like, are you seriously coming on here, t- complaining that a, that my child is happy? playing floor hockey, which was to give her an idea about hockey. So, it, you know, if she wanted to play ice hockey, she wanted to test out floor hockey first anyways. And then last year, Cam spent the whole year learning how to ice skate because she wanted to play ice hockey. That was the whole point.
1: And why you got her playing floor hockey when she should be playing ice hockey? Well, because
0: they offered it and she wanted to take it. I'm one of those crazy parents that if my kid wants to try something, I let them try it. Oh, the comment. After three months, I finally got to see Cam play some floor hockey at the Y tonight. And it was just her playing floor hockey. Nancy. No skates, no ice, and no checking. WRONG! I'm like, okay, okay, Well, thanks. Thanks for your input. And then there was another one, uh... The kids and I had a funny little picture one time last year, and all three of us are giving the middle finger to the camera. (laughs) And she commented about calling Child Protective Services. I'm like, fucking do it. Uh, Fucking do it, kid. Have a great life. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm going to be missing out on those classic posts. Computer cowboy is here. Does the song start back up. It's yeah, yeah. just keeps going. That's nice. A do do do. Computer cowboy. The computer birthday cowboy boy. Anyway, I've I've got only 13% battery here on the old laptop, so Oh, uh, look at all these NBA games, baseball, golf, New Hampshire Chronicle, old Fritzy's gonna be Oh, I guess I missed Fritz. Is Fritz even on this anymore? It's a socially distanced chronicle. You haven't had me on the show in months, you sack of shit. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had Fritz. I haven't had Sounding Board Theater. We'll get back to some of the basics. You know, we'll we'll do we'll do it all. We'll do it all. Just relax. We'll get there. There's plenty of time. I well, I don't know. COVID-19 might uh, disagree, but at least in my mind I've tricked myself into thinking that there's plenty of time. Alright. This, I I thought this podcast would be, I actually thought this podcast would be 45 minutes, because I would just read some of the comments from the little thing with Nancy and, like, be done. And here we are, almost two hours, so I'm out of here. I'm gonna go.
1: That's the end of the birthday boy show. The computer cowboy is heading off into the digital sunset because the podcast
0: is over. All right, that's enough. It's uh, Kindness matters, positivity, blah, 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 blah. at gmail.com. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadios, all the ways to like and subscribe. Please tell your friends about the Birthday Boy Podcast. Please, please share the fucking podcast with other people who might be interested in listening. That would be really ideal. Okay. Uh, yeah. Positivity is dopey. But kindness matters. It really matters. Um, so anyway. That's it for the Computer Cowboy Show. We'll talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed this week's. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great life. Have a great life! <laughs> I hope the assholes, if they burn down your city, I hope they make it quick, and I hope you have a great life. And grow up. Grow up. Oh, Princess BJ, She does exist. I just saw her and her dog. That's exciting on the Birthday Boy podcast, but we're out of time. This is the computer cowboy saying, later gators.
2: Yes, hello. Cliff? Cliffy? Cliffy, this is your grandmother. I haven't talked to you in forever. Where are you, you son of a bitch, Cliff? God damn it, Cliffy. Damn, god damn you, Cliff. Cliff, it's your grandma. Cliff, Cliff. Cliff, it's your grandmother, Cliff. Give me a call, Cliff. Call your grandma, Cliff, Cliff, as soon as possible, please. I just... I've been... I've been talking to your... Your uncle, Dental Cliff, I've been talking to your auntie Cliff. I've been talking to uh, the other guy, what's his name there? Cliffy Cheeseburgers, that's his name. Yes, of course, I would never forget uh, members of the family, of course. I know Cliffy Cheeseburgers very well, with all those, you know, burgers and so forth. Oh, God, Jesus, baby, Christ, Joseph, oh. Cliff, why don't you ever call me? It's so hot here. Oh, I've spent the whole day lying out in the sun. I have a horrible, horrible sunburn, Cliff. I'm red as a lobster. I'm red as a a pack of lobsters. I look like Cherry Tomatoes, Cliff. Oh, God, this is the price that I pay for wearing my four-piece bathing suit. It's a great benefit for the rest of everyone else looking upon, gazing upon my beautiful... Uh, bosoms and so forth, but it's a, it's a great price that I pay, because I'm so, oh my god, red, and I've got lotions and ointments on all over me, Cliff, and I, I wish, I wish you were here to rub them in, because nobody rubs in my ointments like my little baby boy, my little ointment boy, my little ointment lotion boy, butter boy, baby boy, Cliffy boy, with your ointment little perfect hands to rub in the little oils, essential oils and my lotions and my, uh, you you know, all the other things that I put on to to comfort and soothe me. Anyways, Cliff, uh, my aloe vera, that was the other thing. I I need you to put the aloe vera on me. That reminds me, I need to go, my good friend Vera Aloe is having a garden party. I need to cancel. I can't show up looking like a, looking like a goddamn... Uh, red delicious apple cliff it's disgusting I'm'm I'm, I'm red as a I'm red as a, a a pork belly pig's ass and yes I realize that the pork belly is the belly of the pig not his ass cliff I know I'm'm I'm, I can't I'm practically hallucinating cliff I've gotten so much exposure to the sun I may have sun poisoning cliff oh Christ but you'd probably like that wouldn't you? You son of a bitch. You'd probably like to see me kick off and leave you all the fortunes, the Womack family fortunes, the house, the beach house, the party house, where we have our Womack family holiday spectaculars every year. Oh, you'll be sad when I'm gone, Cliff. You'll be sad when I'm gone, my Cliffy boy. I've got news for you, friend. You only get one grandma, Cliff, and you're talking to her right now, Cliff, you son of a bitch, you son of a goddamn bitch. Anyways, Cliff, that's not why I'm calling. You can come over some other time and rub in my ointments and my, my earls, which of course are, are, are minerals from the sea, earls. That's how it's. That's how I say it. Cliff, I have a. I, I need to. You need to talk to your uncle Cliffy Cheeseburgers. You need to talk to your uncle Cliff. You know the original Uncle Cliff, with the oatmeal. That one. You need to talk to your auntie Cliff, and you need to talk to your dental Cliff because they're all calling me. Everybody's irate. They're screaming. I don't even know what they're saying. This and that about mouth pleasures. Because your uncle Dental Cliff has his uh, mouth pleasures uh, dental office, which I've been to many times. I've been the recipient of mouth pleasures many times from your uncle, and that's why I have such shiny pearly whites from all the uh, from all the mouth pleasures I've received. And now your uncle Cliff wants to open up an oatmeal gourmet oatmeal called Mouth Pleasures. And now your auntie Cliff wants to open up a cigarette shop called Mouth Pleasures. And your uh, your other uncle, uh, the uh, cheeseburger guy, he's got his, his uh, computer repair shop called Mouse Pleasures. I don't really know that that's a, I don't know that that's a conflict per se, so much as it's just very uh, conveniently sounds the same. Cliff, I don't know what to do. I talk to one uh, uncle and they say the other mouth pleasure is the fake mouth pleasure. And I talk to somebody else and then they say this one's not the real mouth pleasure. There's only room for one mouth pleasures in this town. And I say that's a bunch of that's a bunch of hooey, Cliff. That's a bunch of hooey, Cliff. You know what I mean? Because I think there's room enough in this town for for multiple mouth pleasures. Multiple. In fact, I'd love to go and have uh, Uncle Cliff give me some of that oatmeal. I'd love I'd love to have that kind of mouth pleasure from your Uncle, and I'd love to go get my teeth cleaned and have that kind of mouth pleasure, and then I would. Well, I'm not really a smoker, Cliff, but uh, to each, to each his own. And I so I suppose uh, your auntie, Cliff, uh, you know, she'd like to open up that that kind of mouth pleasure, and then uh, something about the mouse pleasures. I don't even know. It's some computer type thing that uh, your, your Cliffy Cheeseburgers guy, you know, your Uncle Cliffy Cheeseburgers. They. I don't know what to say to all these people. All these Cliffs calling me, and they got. Problems with mouth pleasures. I don't need mouth pleasure problems, Cliffy. I just want mouth pleasure pleasure. That's all. I just want pleasure. I want everyone to have pleasure. And I want everyone to have mouth pleasure or any other kind of pleasure. Why does this have to be a whole? It's dividing the family. It's splitting the family over mouth pleasures. A family divided over mouth pleasures is no family of mine. We come together as one. It's one Womack unit. United we stand with mouth pleasures, divided we fall without mouth pleasures, Cliff. Mouth pleasures could unite us or destroy us, and what will it be, Cliff? I don't know. All I know is I want to get a nice bowl of oatmeal. I want to maybe even try, uh, maybe I'll take up uh, smoking a pipe, and then maybe I'll get my teeth cleaned. I could have 3 I could have my mouth pleasure 3 times in one day if uh, if everyone could just get along could you imagine that a three-way mouth pleasure in one day from from three different members of your family cliff I mean what's not to love about that it's so fun All right cliff I don't know what to do the sunburns killing me oh god jesus christ cliff why don't you get over here what are you doing what are you doing with your hands that's so special don't answer that. Just get over here. Uh, help me get my ointments, and my lotions, my aloe vera. Oh, Jesus Christ, it hurts the sun. Oh, it burns so bad. Okay, Cliff. Uh, try to come up with some ideas for what to do with all these mouth pleasures. You and I will get together. Why don't you come over here? You rub oils and lo- lotions and ointments into me. We'll talk mouth pleasure. All right, Cliff? We'll, we'll strategize about the mouth pleasures. All right, good. Call me back. I'll get over here. Do something, you son of a bitch. You're sitting around. You're toggling your balls. I know it. Oh, God, it's Friday. I forgot. Oh, Jesus. Oh, but I can't stay bad at you. You're my baby boy, my little baby, butter boy, semen earls, butter boy, ointment, aloe, vera, cocoa butter, baby butter boy, baby boy, beautiful baby boy, Cliffy boy. Okay, Cliff, this is your grandma, Cliff, Cliff. Give me a call, Cliff. Okay, Cliff, I'll talk to you soon, Cliff. Bye, Cliff. Bye.